Good morning, everyone. It's Revelation Sunday, and we're glad to be here with you today. Of course, I've got Jesse Zaboder with me and Jody LaDolce. But before we start the show, we need to do this. Right on radio. Right on radio. Right on, right on, right on. We're back to Revelation Sunday. Listen, just a couple quick announcements before we get started with the Bible study. Uh, first is, I was talking to someone very special yesterday, and I said, just give me the right song. And I wanted to have a worship song again this morning, and she sent it, and I could not get it to load in the software this morning. I am so sorry. She she rushed and did this whole recording and everything, and it's so beautiful. I promise I will get the song on, uh, but it just didn't work in time for today. Uh, the other thing uh, that Jesse and I were talking about while Jody was just off doing something in the uh, ether world. <laughs> I'm <start poisoning>. just kidding. <laughs> no, kidding. Um, so the book of Revelation, as we laid out in chapter one when we started it, Revelation really goes from one chapter one to chapter 11, which is the chapter we're on today. And then it starts again. Chapter 12 starts with the birth of Christ and it goes... But there's also different details. So we're going to do the whole book for sure. Um, you know, even, you know, in today's study, uh, there's some things that get a lot more detail uh, as we get to chapter 16 in that, for instance. However, I just threw out uh, really quick before the show to Jesse, we have not made a decision at all. And I'm curious to hear your comments in the, uh, in the chat, but because this one kind of, you know, it it stops with this brings in the, the kingdom of God, essentially, at the end of this chapter. And and then, as I said, it starts again. So if we were going to take a break, then this would be a good place to do so. Um, and I guess my, my only consideration, maybe this is just pure selfishness. Um, I'm not saying we're doing it, not saying we're not, but... Um, you know, summer is kind of short, especially where I live and the nice weather. And, you know, when, when we have to do the Sunday show, I usually spend Saturday preparing and stuff like that. So, you know, I don't really get a weekend where I can just, you know, hop on my bike and take off and Jesse's got some conferences and stuff like that. So, uh, listen, put your comments in the, uh, in the chat or, or actually in the comments, uh, section as well. And please do hit the thumbs up on this video. It really does help a lot. Uh, that would be really helpful. Just give us your thoughts. Um, if you really depend on this and stuff like that, maybe we could pre-record some shows. I don't know. Um, you know, things are ramping up. We're planning on doing more shows during the week. So uh, that's also part of the consideration here. So I'm just putting it out there. Jody's hearing this for the first time. Jesse heard it 30 seconds before going on air. Uh, just something we're considering. So I wanted to put it out there. And uh, and also, just before we get going, I'm going to ask each of you to put down where you're from in the comment section, if you don't mind, uh, in the chat as well, but particularly in the comment section, because it, it's an easier record to go in. And I, for a very specific reason, I want to see uh, which states, which cities you're from and stuff like that, because, uh, well... It's just going to help us in planning 
for the future. And this Sunday morning audience is the audience I really want to gauge on that. I'll probably ask during the week on the other shows, but this is something I want to gauge with. Jesse, good morning. Would you open us in prayer, please? Certainly. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this day, and we just rejoice in you, in your goodness, in the blessings that you pour out. We ask that you would open your storehouses today, that you would pour out your abundance of wisdom and knowledge and understanding in your word, especially in these end time things, Lord. And Lord, we just want to do your will each and every day. So I ask that you would make that clear to us, Lord, the steps that you would like each of us to walk this day. And we ask that in all things, we would bring your name, glory, honor, and praise. We pray this in your powerful name, Jesus. Amen. 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 All right. So this one has 19 verses. Mm -hmm. um, why don't I do seven, Jesse do seven, and then uh, Jody will close us out because I think the last part is really best in the King James okay. <laughs> uh, in this particular one. So why don't we do that? Uh, here we go. Lord, bless the reading of your word today and may it uh, plant those seeds inside of everyone's head, Lord, that uh, that we know the revelation of Jesus Christ to even greater. And I know Jesse just prayed, but I just felt like saying that. Um, can never can never pray enough, I suppose. I agree. <laughs> All right. Then there was given to me measuring rod like a staff. And someone said, get up and measure the temple of God and the altar and those who worship in it. Leave out the courtyard, which is outside the temple, and do not measure it because it has been given to the nations. And they will trample the holy city for 42 months. And I will grant authority to my two witnesses, and they will prophesy for 1260 days, clothed in sackcloth. These are the two olive trees and the two lampstands that stand before the Lord of the earth. And if anyone wants to harm them, Fire flows out of their mouth and devours their enemies. And so if anyone wants to harm them, he must be killed in this way. These have the power to shut up the sky so rain will not fall during the days of prophesying. And they have the power over the waters to turn them into blood and to strike the earth with every plague as often as they desire. Now, when they have finished their testimony, the beast that comes up from the abyss will attack them and overpower and kill them. Their bodies will lie in the public square of the great city, which is figuratively called Sodom and Egypt, where also their Lord was crucified. For three and a half days, some from every people, tribe, language, and nation will gaze on their bodies and refuse them burial. The inhabitants of the earth will gloat over them and will celebrate by sending each other gifts because these two prophets had tormented those who live on the earth. But after the three and a half days, the breath of life from God entered them and they stood on their feet and terror struck those who saw them. Then they heard a loud voice from heaven saying to them, come up here. And they went up to heaven in a cloud while their enemies looked on. 
At that very hour, there was a severe earthquake and a tenth of the city collapsed. 7,000 people were killed in the earthquake and the survivors were terrified and gave glory to the God of heaven. The second woe has passed and the third woe is coming. And the seventh angel sounded and there were great voices in heaven saying, the kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord, of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. And the four and twenty elders which sat before God on their seats fell upon their faces and worshipped God, saying, We give thee thanks, O Lord God Almighty, which art and was and art to come, because thou hast taken to thee thy great power and has reigned. And the nations were angry, and thy wrath is come, and the time of the dead, that they should be judged, and that thou shouldest give reward unto thy servants, the prophets, and to the saints, and to them that fear thy name, small and great, and shouldest thou destroy them which destroyed the earth. And the temple of God was opened in heaven, and there was seen in his temple the ark of his testimony, and there were lightnings and voices and thunderings and an earthquake and a great hail. Wow. Amen. What a chapter. Woo. <laughs> Goosebumps. <laughs> yeah. This, this chapter is incredible. The yeah. amount of stuff that's in it. and uh, But it really covers a very specific point in time mm -hmm. with this. And... Uh, and I think I think it's quite amazing, personally. So let's get into it. Um, let's just do the first part. Then there was given to me a measuring like a staff. Mm -hmm. And someone said, get up and measure the temple of God and the altar and those who worship in it. Leave the courtyard outside, which is outside the temple, and do not measure it because it has been given to the nations and they will trample the holy city for 40 years two months. I just thought I'd read those two verses together because they went together quite well there. Um, who would like to go first? Yeah. Well, I'd like to bring out that, um, you know, the measuring rod represents some very significant things. And in this chapter, it specifically calls it a scepter, which, you know, a scepter was something that was used by a ruler or a king somebody who had authority over the land and the people. And so it's interesting that, you know, it's being called out that, you know, this scepter, this, this imagery of ruling and authority um, is to measure uh, the temple of God and the altar and its worshipers. So it includes the people in there. Um, if, if you read the book of Ezekiel, um, that book, many times Ezekiel was told to measure and, you know, how did God use that, that measuring became almost like the standard on which the Lord judged the people and the nation of Israel. Um, so, you know, if we were to put it in other words, it's saying, you know, the Lord is giving precise you know, directions and having areas or nations or places marked out that he intends to fully judge and, um, 
you know, it's it served as a sign, you know, that they would see ahead of time and they would know that the judgment was coming. There was no escaping, um, you know, during Ezekiel's day, you know, and another Gentile nation was allowed to overcome Israel um, after that judgment. So um, it's a pretty, <laughs> you know, dogmatic sign, I think. And then if I can interject. Um, so for me, for me, I see this measuring tools as a surveyor's measuring. And for me, it represented the, the measuring for the preparation of the new temple. So the uh, not the outer courts. Uh, the outer courts have to do with the control over Jerusalem, which at that time is not um, the Israelites or the true Jews or however you want to say it. It's, it's controlled by Gentiles. But, um, but it has to do with the measuring and preparing for the millennia reign of Christ. So I wanted to share that when I went in, and you can kind of pick up some of these things from Ezekiel 40 through 42 uh, and also Zechariah. But um, as I went uh, to Israel, when we were in there, we were going all over. I'm floating in the Dead Sea. I'm doing all the fun stuff you normally do when you go. Right? And then one of uh, the guys that I was with it was military. Of course, we all kind of come together, you know, no matter where you are. And he was telling us that um, that they have all of the stones ready. They have them numbered. They're in storage and they're ready. So the building of the temple is it can happen like this. Now, um, one of the things that is is being thrown around right now is that where the temple mount is, is not the temple that they believe that this was. Um, oh, it was called a uh, it was a location for um, uh, an army base. It's large. It's got a lot of entrances. It had its own um, you know, in, in the military base, we have our own PXs, which is like a grocery store. You, know, you can go buy a shirt, whatever. So what they were saying when they were measuring these gentlemen from a standpoint, looking at the city of David, that the temple should be that way. There's a really interesting teaching on it. And um, so could you imagine if this temple gets built where it's supposed to be built? It can happen like this. The stones are there. They're all numbered. They're ready to go. How quickly this can move into what, what God is about to bring in the rest of the chapter. So, so that's what, you know, I wanted to to bring Josephus talks about this. There's a guy named Don Esposito. You can look him up. He talks about it, the temple location and the temples and it's it's ready. So that's how I see that the preparation of the rebuilding of the temple for the millennial reign of Christ. But I like what Jesse said, because that brings a spiritual connotation in on it as well. Yeah. So, and they, to add to that, Jody, um, I have seen pictures that they do have. Uh, the foundation already built and, you know, when we're talking stones, these are massive right. stones and um, they have the four columns and each of those columns are made up of three stones representing the four tribes or sorry, the 12 tribes of Israel. Mm -hmm. um, and those four columns hold up the base or the foundation um, for that temple mount so that is already in place. They already have, you know, the spring of living water that flows in for the cleansing and the washing that's supposed to happen in the temple. Um, so it's just a matter of them placing those bricks that are above ground and putting those in place. 
that's a huge one. The spring where the mount is, sorry, Jeff, <laughs> us girls, got to, where, the, where the temple is supposed to be, it's supposed to have a spring that runs through and where the temple mount is, it's not, they have to bring it in with aqueducts. So there's so much proof that these gentlemen, when, when I had studied this, I'd studied this a while ago and remembered it when I was reading this, um, you know, when, when they talk about it, that spring is vital. And I'm so glad you mentioned that because where this temple is supposed to go is not where the temple mount is right now. Right. But that's correct. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead, Jeff. We give you permission. Well, also, it, 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 I, I love the No, no, this is, this is great. Um, I have just a, you know, listen, we all have our own take on it and, and uh, I, I'm not disagreeing with anything that was said. I just, when I read this, I get something a little bit different. Okay. Um, so first of all, this is John talking. So John was given to him a measuring stick, a rod, like a staff and says, get up and measure the temple of God and the altar, leave the, don't measure the outside court. So I think John symbolically is going in and measuring the temple. And now, you know, you got to remember this temple that's being built. This isn't the one that Christ is going to sit in. This is the one the Antichrist is going to walk into. And so he's measuring, you know, what it is and who is going in there. And it's going to be clearly run over by the uh, Gentiles for 42 months. So for three and a half years, this is going to be overrun. Um, and, you know, what I think we're going to find uh, when we get to the very last woe uh Everything is going to be destroyed here. So um, I think I think it's really just a warning to the people here. Look, <laughs> he's going to judge you, and uh, you know the, the judgment is for these. And you know who's going to be going in there? It's going to be the Pharisees. It's going to be the people who have rejected Christ. Is my take on it. Mm -hmm. So we'll just leave that there. <laughs> that was great. That. that <laughs> That's what we call a good theological discussion. Exactly. <laughs> That's right. And listen, and I, I think probably all of them are true. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, there's you a know. lot of intersecting points there for yeah. each of them. So that's interesting. Well, the, the depth of the word of God is so great. Look, if I studied these two verses all of my life, I would not have the depth that God intended in it. It just, that's the way it is. So. Mm -hmm. So let's get to the fun one here. <laughs> and I will grant authority to my two witnesses, and they will prophesy for 1260 days, cloth and sackcloth. These are the two olive trees and the two lampstands that stand before the Lord of the earth. The two witnesses. Mm -hmm. You got something, Jess? You want to go? Or Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm just trying to find the... Give me one second to find the passage here. But this is very significant language. Mm -hmm. um, and it's out of Zechariah. So chapter let me just, four. I want to find the passage and be able to read it to people. Is it chapter 4, 11 through 14? Yeah, thank you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> um, so with that, you know, it talks literally, it's almost the exact same language. So it says, um, then the angel who talked with me returned and woke me like someone awakened from sleep. 
and he asked me, what do you see? I answered, I see a solid gold lamp stand with a bowl on top with seven lamps on it and seven channels to the lamp. And there are two olive trees by it, one on the right of the bowl and the other on the left. I asked the angel who talked with me, what are these, my Lord? He said, do you not know what these are? No, my Lord, I replied. So he said, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. And then it goes on. Um, and he, he replies at the end again about what he's seeing. He says, these are the two who are anointed to serve the Lord of all the earth. And that's what um, in reference to the olive trees. Mm -hmm. So we had Zechariah who also saw some imagery of, of these, these witness ones. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's exactly what I, I see too. And um, this, I believe that this is a God um, appeal to his people. They, they come in sackcloth, which means they come in, in a repentance and a confession and a, you know, and their job is to, is to, you know, declare to the Lord and they're going to be, they're going to be like prophets. They're just going to say it like it is. People are not going to like them. They're going to be hated. Now, who could they be? Um, you know, throughout the years that I've studied revelation from like 15 years old, I've heard people say, you know, Elijah and Moses. And, um, I tend to kind of go with Elijah and Enoch because Elijah and Enoch were both, translated they didn't die you know it's appointed yeah. one to man to die and Moses died so so I tend to go that way that again it's everybody's opinion um but both were translated so when they come you know they're going to they're going to tick off a lot of people who are compromised and you know just wanting to like we learned in the other chapters wanting to stay in their sin they're not repentant even though they're seeing horrible stuff and uh, but their job is that they're there for Israel. They're there to perform miracles. Nobody can hurt them. Fire comes from their mouth and destroys evil until the time that's appointed by God. See, everybody's getting everything wrong when they think that the devil's moving this timeline. He's not. God is moving the timeline. And so when the Lord allows it, then we know what's coming in the next few verses. But I'll let Jeff have <laughs> Because he's bursting, I can see it. <laughs> no, no, no. Listen, I, I, I'm, I'm in the camp of of Moses and Elijah, mm -hmm. uh, for several different reasons. And I, and I just realized I left my uh, sheet with all the scriptures downstairs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I, I, so for instance, in, uh, well, first of all, on the, on the on the mountain when Jesus gave a foreshadow mm -hmm. uh, to you know of the kingdom to come, he had Elijah and Moses with him. Right. And, you know, there was a four, it was, you know, the uh, apostles got to see what Jesus looks like coming, ushering in his, his kingdom, essentially. Um, also in, in Joshua, I believe it's Joshua two that it's um, Moses, you know, he, he wasn't transfigured, you might say, but there was uh, his, his body was buried by God. Mm. And, and then later, I believe it's in Jude, you know, Satan is basically arguing with God saying, no, 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 I want to be able to get this body out, you know? Right. Um, so there's that. Uh, Elijah also, you know, he was transfigured, but they were the two uh, people who came down with Jesus the first time, which was the premier of the kingdom to come. And right here, we're at 
the, the kingdom arriving, basically, um, you know, just a, one more trumpet and, and here it comes. Uh, so and the other thing is that puts it into perspective. When you think of the, uh, the things that they could do, uh, they can stop the rain. Well, Elijah stopped the rain. They can draw fire from the sky. Like these are the same things that Moses and Elijah did. They can turn the sea to blood. They can, you know, these are the things that they already did. So I think there's a strong case for it, but I've certainly heard uh, Enoch and, uh, and listen, we'll, uh, we'll see. Yeah. No, we're, we're, we're going we'll to be going we'll, by now. <laughs> yeah. We'll be watching from up there. Yeah. <laughs> Jeffy, break the tie. Go ahead, Jess. <laughs> I was just saying, I agree with both those viewpoints. I think there's a strong case for Elijah and Moses. But also, you know, I tend to think it could be Enoch as well, uh, on the basis of him and uh, Elijah both never died. So, very good stuff. <laughs> so, but you know what? Let's just let's just dig into that for a second. Um, you don't have to die. And some people died twice, you know, um, if we're going to be raptured, well, we're not going to die. So, you know, why couldn't it be Jeff? Jeff and Jesse. The <laughs> well, you know, actually it is kind of interesting as you dig more into who are the olive trees. Mm -hmm. um, it is distinctly connected with, with the oil that runs into the throne room of God. And, you know, that oil then goes into the, you know, base menorah where um, you have the seven spirits of God. So it's possible that it may, you know, not be somebody from the past, that it could be somebody from this day and this age. Um, most scholars, you know, d would agree they believe that it, you know, the majority is that it's either, you know, Elijah, Moses, or um, Enoch, but... Um, you know, it could, it is tied to the present day things and um, the book of the line of Judah and some of the end time things that the Lord's going to be bringing forward that have not been, you yeah. know, revealed. And, and we got to remember that, you know, right before this, that there was a huge chunk of the revelations that were shut up. Right. And, you okay. know, John was not allowed to speak or to tell about it or to, share um so it's it's possible we'll just put it out there it's possible that it is somebody that we don't know from scripture and you know even in in uh the new testament you know the apostles are told to go out to heal the sick raise the dead cleanse the lepers and cast out demons mm -hmm. and you know it says that there will be greater things than these, you know, greater things than the work of when Christ came and was displaying his power on earth, that his church will have even greater things than these that they will do in his name. So it's possible that it could be, you know, something new. Well, you know? I just remembered something, and I think this is going to be a profound statement, Jesse. We prayed on the air that we would get to commentate the coming of the Lord. <laughs> Maybe it was prophetic. <laughs> you know? Maybe so we're on the street, um, Jesse. Breathing fire on people, spewing fire, but... and saying the Lord is coming. <laughs> Lord have mercy. <laughs> the Lord's will 
be done, whatever it is. I'm like, as long as it's his will, I'll go along with it. <laughs> All I keep hearing in my head is that music. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> is it Jeff? Can it be Jeff? Oh, Lord. <laughs> Send me a sackcloth now. <laughs> or is it Jeff and Esther? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> the oil. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Stand next to us <laughs> and commentate the whole thing. <laughs> All right. Where were we? Okay. These are the two olive trees and the two lampstands that stand before the Lord of the earth. And if anyone wants to harm them, fire flows out of their mouth and devours their enemies and so if anyone wants to harm them he must must be killed in this way that's interesting touch not mine anointed and do my prophets no harm the word of god says and he means it here <laughs> he means so think about this and, and you know as we get down a little bit further you know they they get killed by the beast uh, the two witnesses after three and a half years, essentially, or 1260 days, they're here. But, you know, first of all, the, the whole world is seeing these guys. And that's, you know, looks before this time, it wasn't possible that, no. that, that they would be seen by everyone. But now we have TV, we have internet, um, you know, all this stuff. And, and basically, you know, these guys are bringing on curses. They're bringing on droughts. They're, you know, they're spewing fire out of their mouths. And you got to remember, the elect are already gone at this point. So, you know, the people who are left are saying, we don't like these guys. <laughs> you know, they're cursing the land. They're burning people live on TV. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you imagine, you know, there's going to be some fixed webcam on these guys. You know, the two <laughs> channel. That's and, it. you know, here's, you know, people running at them with guns or something like that. And they're just spewing fire and taking people out. <laughs> this is going to be the greatest TV ever. Yeah. You know, people who read the Bible so many years ago before the Internet and all the stuff that we have now, they probably were like, how could this be that everybody can see it at the same time? Mm -hmm. You know, but it's possible now. I mean, we are we are right in that ability so it kind of freaks you out a little bit going oh this is going to be interesting yeah well it might be like a live interactive tv because you know i believe we'll be switching to that quantum system so right. it, you know it might be more than just like the visual experience yeah that's a good, <laughs> that's a good uh, wow. 3d hologram right in your living room <laughs> watch that the would, that would not be cool <laughs> Sitting in your couch, and all of a sudden, this you know pillar of fire comes right past your face. Smell of vision. fun of. I mean, but you just have to, you know, visualize this at times to yeah. understand what it's going to be like. <laughs> Scratch and sniff TV. Smell of. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think one of the key things, though, is that the, you know, for the for the amount of days, you know, the twelve hundred and sixty days, that, you know, that it says that these people or the two witnesses tormented, mm -hmm. you know, day and night, the people who remain, mm -hmm. you know, so they're tormented by the prophecies and the words that they speak. 
you know, it's something that really grinds at their soul. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they know that, I guess the way that I see it is it kind of connects with the measuring rod, you know, that they're going to be vocalizing, you know, what the standard was supposed to be, um, you know, things like, you know, the church was meant to, you know, preach the gospel. You were meant to provide for the widows and the children. And instead, you know, that hasn't been done. Uh, the widows and the children, you know, are some of the most vulnerable. And, you know, we're finding out more and more is coming out about the trafficking of these individuals mm -hmm. that instead, you know, the nation sold them for sex and, um, you know, made money and profited off of those who were vulnerable and weak and unprotected. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's how I see that torment is that, you know, the things the way God wanted things is going to be laid out and, and also, you know, the consequence because people followed, you know, or basically they loved pleasure, self and money right. more than they loved the Lord, more than they loved other people. And that is foretold when it talks about Jerusalem and, but it's, it's called, uh, uh, what is it called down at the bottom here? Um, Sodom and Egypt. Sorry about that. I had a morning. But um, exactly what you're saying there, Jess, like uh, these guys are going to be spouting truth. And think about what is the most hated even today in all of media, all of written word, anywhere. They hate the truth, you know, and I, and I still agree with everything you're saying. It's their perversion. It's their what they've done with with God's created you know, and these guys are going to let them have it. And uh, it says here that people hate them. They hate them. And we think we see hate now. This is nothing. Right. I mean, we, oh, go sorry. ahead, Jeffrey. I was going to say, we think about, you know, Sodom in Egypt. And, you know, the reality of Sodom was that, you know, you had these individuals with the perverse, you know, homosexuality mm -hmm. uh, to the extent that, you know, when the Lord sent angels into the city to bring Lot out, right. um, the men literally were pounding down Lot's door just so they could have sex with these angels. And, you know, what did God do? The Lord blinded them. Now, mm -hmm. any of us, you know, it's like if you go in a certain direction and all of a sudden you're blind, right. I mean, you'd think that the natural reaction would be to stop whatever you're doing <laughs> and, and be like, what in the world is going on? Yeah. But they don't. Like it says, they continue to grope and search around to find that door, to tear it down. Yeah. And, um, you know, so this is the extent of, of the wickedness that God is putting the measuring line against. And, yeah. you know, and then Egypt, you know, there were several pharaohs that, you know, gave decrees and, you know, just because they didn't want a deliverer for the people who, you know, would deliver them out of that wickedness and bondage to arise, they, you know, literally, you know, put out that decree where they were, you know, dumping infants in the Nile River and, um, you know, it says that there were so many, the outcry was so great 
that the land itself was crying out because of, you know, the number of deaths um, that took place. And so, you know, this is big time judgment mm -hmm. that the Lord is, he's just letting it all come forth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So <laughs> listen, yeah. If there's, if there's evidence that, you know, uh, God hates sin, this yeah. is it, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, listen, so, so this 1260 days, so this is obviously in the second half of Daniel's 70th week, right? This, this is the second half. So this is, this is concurrent with the wrath of God, the seven trumpets. So, you know, you got to remember while these guys are on the street preaching, God's released the locusts, <laughs> you know? And people for five and a half months are getting stung with these locusts that have this, this bite like a uh, like a scorpion. And, you know, you can't escape these things. You can't kill them. You know, they came from the pit of hell. He's also burned up, you know, a third of the trees, a third of the, all the grass is gone. Uh, the, you know, there's been so much devastation. A third of the uh, the sea has turned to blood and a third of the water, the, the uh, sea life is gone. He's made bitter most of the, the clean water. Like he's literally left just enough on the earth resources to keep whoever is left alive. And don't forget, then they have the angels coming out and taking a third of the population that are killing them. So this is a horrible time to be alive. Mm -hmm. And now you got these two guys and the whole world's going, oh my it's these guys and whoever they're aligned with is causing us all this pain, right? Um, you know, but this is this is not a good and listen, God is pissed. And and you know, if you think like so so we've done the two woes, which were the 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 scorpion-like uh locusts and and the uh the third of the earth being uh, you know slaughtered essentially. But now we're coming up to the third woe. Mm. And, you know, th this chapter here doesn't really get into the description of it. I think there's a much better description of what it is in uh, in 16. I won't go to 16 because we will be covering it. Mm -hmm. But uh, I'm going to tell you a little bit more about this very last woe uh, when we get down to it. So let's continue on in uh, verse 7. When they have finished their testimony, the beast that comes up out of the abyss will make war with them and overcome them and kill them. And their dead bodies will lie on the street of the great city, spiritually called Sodom and Egypt, where also their Lord was crucified. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. I think that packs its own punch. <laughs> yes, yeah, so we're, we're seeing here that it's going to be broadcasted. It's it's possible to do that now. We, we Jesse, and you and I just talked about Sodom and Egypt representing the perversion and the world system and the all that, you know, and uh, and it's their Lord. So it, here here they are in Jerusalem. They didn't know it was their Lord. They had no idea <laughs> because these are the ones who rejected him. Right. These are the ones who rejected him when he was alive, when he was when he you know, was uh, resurrected. So uh, but I thought I found that interesting that he said where their Lord, you know, our Lord in King James, it says also where our Lord was crucified. Mm -hmm. 
but they hated these guys. I mean, this is, and the beast comes from the pit. You know, mm -hmm. now we're seeing the rise of, you know, of the Antichrist, the anti, you know. Yeah. If we think about that literally, you know, if it's, if it's saying that the literal place is going to be, you know, Golgotha, where the Lord was crucified. You know, I just think about, um, you know, occultic ritual land that usually it's a place where there's a lot of um, sacrifices. Um, so it'd be interesting if that were the case. Um, Golgotha was a place where we know, you know, there were many, many people who who were killed on that land and that ground. That's right. What really strikes me is they have finished their testimony. So God is clearly in charge of time here. That's you know, it's going to be 1260 days. Like that's pretty precise, not 1258, you know, it's 1260 days. They're here. They get overcome by the beast. And then their bodies lay on the streets of the great city for three and a half days. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, the world sees them. Uh, they're laying there. They're not being put into a grave. They're laying exactly where they were slaughtered. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in the three and a half days, you know, we know the Lord was in the tomb for three days. Mm -hmm. But here you've got an extra half a day. I thought the same thing, Jesse. <laughs> yeah. like it, it, it's, you know, maybe it's for all those naysayers who are, who are like, you know, well, the Lord, we're, we're going to leave them there. You know, we want to make sure they don't rise. Yeah. You know, so the Christian said Jesus rose in three days. And so it gets just past that point, you know, where they're like, ah, we're good. They <laughs> rise. They rise. <laughs> Yeah. And the thing that they don't bury them is huge because that's a, like the biggest disgrace you could do to somebody. So it's let's leave them on display. They don't even deserve a burial, you know, so they didn't get the burial like Jesus, you know, received. Now I was there in Israel. It's, it's an amazing experience. But um, but, uh, you know, they didn't get that burial. And then it goes past, like you said, that three days. I was like, Lord, half. What's that? <laughs> you know, did awesome. you in the afternoon? I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting you bring that out too, because thinking about, um, you know, the Old Testament in Israel and, you know, what the Lord set up with the priesthood, um, anywhere where there was a dead body, it's considered unclean. Right. And so that's why, you know, like they, they will do certain preparations, like their burials are very specific, you know, where they come in and I mean, somebody is buried within a 24 hour period you know, as soon as the person dies, it's like that next hour, they've got individuals coming in to wash the body, to cleanse it. They have certain preparations that they do um, before that burial. And, you know, all of that was because they, you know, believe that when somebody dies, I believe it's a, a seven day period that whoever was attending that body is considered unclean. And so, you know, to be put back in that clean status where you can fellowship with others and you can. Oh, Jesse froze up a little bit. Mm -hmm. Okay. Come back, Jesse. 
<laughs> we need to resurrect all these internet shows. <laughs> yeah. It constantly goes out. Mine's doing it too. Yeah. Um, I do it well. Well, yeah. well I'll while you're frozen and yeah. going to come back, I will give my two cents on Go ahead. This. Yeah. Jody, I'm just a logical guy. You know, okay. I'm not. And so I look at this logically. I think the extra half a day is because there's time zones that he's considering TV viewers. <laughs> he wants to get the maximum uh, viewership. And, uh, you are or, me. Or it's, it's also possible that, you know, it's like, you know, when he's going to beam, beam people up, maybe it takes more energy with two people than it did with just two <laughs> Um, Give them uh, up, Scotty. <laughs> up the batteries, get the generators going. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, it's the energizer. Beam them up, Scotty. There's no intelligent life down there. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's amazing that um, you know. I I also just like Jess. I said, Lord, another half. What is that? But you might be right. It might have something to do with the time. You just have no idea. But uh, it's strange enough, it might be true. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> And when we get to heaven, I'll tell the Lord you thought of it. <laughs> yeah, he, he might have heard it, by the yeah. way. And, uh, and listen, you know, I, I'm obviously, you know, being a little bit fun here yeah. uh, with it. Uh, I don't know the answer right. to it, obviously. Yeah. But, oh, Jesse's coming back. Yeah, and she go. is ready. Jesse, you missed my theory, but we'll let you continue yours. Yeah. You might want to start the thought right back from the beginning, if you could. Oh, yeah. So... Well, I was basically talking about the Jewish um, burial um, prep body preparation um, procedures. And in the Old Testament, you know, if those procedures were not followed, uh, the people and the places where they were at were considered unclean. And, you know, there were things they were denied, like socializing with each other. Um, or fellowshipping with the Lord if they were in that unclean status. So it's interesting that, you know, it this chapter lets us know, you know, that these witnesses are going to be in the place where our Lord was crucified, which would imply that it was in Israel, and they're just going to leave the bodies on the ground right. uh, for three and a half days, which you know, according to Israel burial rules, I believe it's within 24 hours, they have to be buried or, you know, um, it's really bad, you know, that it brings uncleanness upon all the people and the land. So um, that's just an interesting point. But Jeff, I missed your whole theory. So well, you'll, you should probably watch the tape. It really doesn't need repeating. <laughs> You're going to love it. <laughs> All right. I'll just, just real quick, yeah, Jesse, only for you. Um, I said God's allowing the extra the half a day for time zones for best TV viewership. Oh. <laughs> good thing, good thing. That's a good theory. <laughs> I love that. All right. Amazing how much they hated these witnesses. They even bought gifts for each other to celebrate the death. You know, I wonder if they were little statuettes of the dead bodies on the streets or something, you know? Yeah. 
<laughs> ding dong, the witch is dead kind of thing. But and literally, yeah, they, they rejoice and they're buying gifts for each other. Now, right. think about this. You're in the middle of these woes and, and you're celebrating this. Like, right. you know, my goodness. It's crazy. It's crazy. That, well, you know, I guess you got to cling to anything you got. And, right. uh, and probably at this point in time, they're being blamed for everything. Right. Yeah, so. Exactly. Um, you think they would have learned with Jesus that you just can't kill a God man. You just can't do it. <laughs> they don't learn. <laughs> no. Yeah. All right. So, uh, so then, uh, you know, they, they rise after three and a half days and Lord says, come up here. And they went up in heaven in a cloud and their enemies watched them. Mm. So, you know, everyone's watching. Okay. We saw these guys dead for three. We saw them supernaturally do all these things and blast people with fire and everything else. Mm -hmm. They got slaughtered by the beast, which I think is, it, this just occurred to me. So the beast at this point reveals himself as the beast. Right. You know, the, it, was, it isn't this, uh, this beautiful antichrist. It says the beast. That just dawned on me. Wow. So he comes up out of the abyss and reveals himself for who he is, mm -hmm. and yet people still celebrate. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's truly wicked what is left on earth at mm -hmm. this time. Yeah, it's like they don't even notice, you know, like you get all the old Japanese, you know, films of, and Chinese films, you know, of Godzilla and Gigglemush and all those guys, Chemish, you know, yeah. <laughs> what is it? Chemeron or Gameron, um, you know, and instead of the terror, the fear, the, you know, the running away from the evil, it's like, you know, they, they aren't even noticing or, you know, it's like they almost align with the beast because he kills the prophets who are tormenting them with the truth and with judgment. And, you know, there's this alignment with, with that beast. Yeah. Like their eyes are, their eyes are blinded, you know, and they, that first three and a half years, they thought they had this wonderful, gorgeous, all knowing, all solve problem solving, you know, false antichrist, you know, the false, I, I call him the Jehovah, the um, John the Baptist for the um, the true beast, you know. <laughs> so, and uh, here he comes up, and he's just, you know, this awful thing. And their hatred has them blinded. Their hatred. That Jesse just said that in other words, but you know, and, and you sit back, but we see something coming in the verses that I think is pretty. <clears throat> you know, it gets it gets intense. But don't forget when the when the Antichrist arrives on Earth and there's the mark of the beast and stuff like that, and people are probably bribed, uh, as as I said, with this uh, this big amount of money to take it. Uh, you know, you'll never have to worry again. Uh, my theory on it, um, I think that's where the big transfer of wealth that we've been talking about. I kind of broke that on Nino's show the other day. Um, just my opinion, but. You got to remember, he he comes in, and you know everyone's happy. The, the, a lot of the world is fooled. Some of the elect are fooled. But right after he comes into power, there's still there's going to be rumors of wars. There's going to be famines. There's going to be all this stuff is happening because it's it's basically what man's heart is doing. It isn't the wrath of God yet, but it's uh you know man's starting to eat itself alive during this time because it's gone into you know 
the Antichrist's hands, and let's, he doesn't have good intention. Let's say mm. that. Yeah, it's reciprocity. It's uh, you know what you sow, you reap, and you know, and all that. And re remember, angels are messengers who fulfill that harvest. So, you know, when you've sown this this evil, and I, I had this thought too, very quickly. Satan hates them. He's friend to no one, and yet those that serve him, they they they're so deceived. They have no clue that the very one that they're just siding with is the very one who's going to just drag them into hell, you know, just happily destroying them. It, it, it breaks my heart that any human is deceived by that liar, you know? Okay. So. so this part's cool. Uh, so, you know, they, they were called into heaven. And, and so that at that time, that, you know, they start going up. He said, come up here. And they went into heaven in the cloud. So it's interesting. They go into the cloud, you know, the same way uh, Jesus uh, came the first time and their enemies watched them. And at that time, there was a great earthquake and a tenth of the city fell. So it's almost like this tractor beam is so powerful <laughs> that it takes down a tenth of the city. Yeah, that's significant. You know, we just watched a building in Florida collapse. We've seen what happens in New York. Imagine a tenth yeah. of the city. Yeah. Coming down from a great earthquake. But it's only this one city at this point. Mm, and 7,000 people were killed in this earthquake. And the rest were terrified and gave glory to God in heaven. Whoa. Whoa. See? What happened there? I'm not sure if it's Gloria in a, in a repentant way, but it's a glory in as in, oh, man, they just recognize God is God. <laughs> that's that's how I see that, you know. Well, and, and scripture proves it out because the great mystery of God uh, is coming to complete revelation here. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, then, then the next key verse, the second woe has passed. So very specific. Right. At this point, when they're when they're lifted up into heaven, the second woe has passed, and behold, the third woe is coming quickly. So it's like, you know, snap bang, it's coming next. So let's get into it. The seventh trumpet, Christ's reign foreseen. The seventh angel sounded, and there were loud voices in heaven saying, the kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ will reign forever and ever. So now it's being proclaimed. The enemy is done at this trumpet. This is it. This is the final buzzer mm -hmm. for the world. Hallelujah. It's exciting. And I love that the way that, it, you know, the kingdoms of the world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever. I've sang that, and I've been in choir my whole life, <laughs> and we've sang that song so many times in every single choir I've ever been in. But it's beautiful. You're now seeing the kingdoms of the world, the enemy who thought he owned these worlds, right? He's like, oh, this is mine, Jesus. Just bow down, and I'll give it to you, you know? And now the Lord is going, oop. It's now become mine. <laughs> and that just like when I when I see that, I get so excited because no matter how you slice this, he loses. The enemy loses. The liar, the deceiver, the murderer, the killer. He has three jobs, you know, kill, steal, destroy. You know, that's all he cares about. And now all of a sudden we're going to see him get killed, everything stolen from him and him destroyed. And it's about time. That's all I have to say. Mm -hmm. 
And I want to be right on the front lines with Jesus going, yes. <laughs> and, and let's face it. Uh, I This world is beautiful, despite the sin that's in it and stuff. I see beauty in the world. I see beauty in people. I love people. I love family. I love, I, I love my life, you know, but this next chapter with a thousand years to start off with. And I think that's just a training ground for what yeah. comes after the thousand years, but yeah. you know, this is going to be awesome. Yeah, this is going to be awesome. It's beautiful. And then again, we've got the elders worshiping and I'm Oh my gosh. And they're, you know, they're on their seats and again, they fall on their faces. I think when we get a grip of the sovereignty of God, I mean, and I said this yesterday on a show, like, when we get on oh, Good Dog Show, when we get it, that that God, the sovereign almighty who created all this, who is in control of all this, Satan has no control. That God lives in us. Do we get it? We don't get it. Because if we got it, we'd be knocking the devil's face in every day. Every morning you wake up, hell would quake because they, they would know that, uh-oh, those, those guys over there that are waking up, they know all about me. And like it says, when we're coming in Revelation 12, you know, the nations looked at him and said, that's the guy who bothered everybody. Oh, hey. you know, <laughs> that's my Jewish impression. But, <laughs> but I mean, so this is exciting. You know, this is exciting to, to see that this is finally happening. He's usurped or he's trumped. And so the elders are before the, the altar and they say, we give thanks, Lord God Almighty, the one who is and who was, because you have taken your great power. I love that, taken your great power right. and have begun to reign. And this is before the third woe. They're already saying, look, we know what's coming and uh, it's done. You know, God, it's yours. Thank you, God. I love the timing of it. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I love this. Yeah. But still, and the nations were enraged. Mm -hmm. Your wrath came and the time come for the dead to be judged and the time to reward your bond servants, the prophets mm -hmm. and the saints and those who fear your name, the small and the great, and to destroy those who destroy the earth. So this is when the judgment comes. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, remember now we've all been gone. We've been at the marriage supper. We're good. You know, we were, we were crying avenge us and the Lord gave us a new robe and you know, we were, we're good. We've been having fun. You know, we've but been now we're getting rewards. Yeah. Now we're getting rewards. Now the judgment isn't for his people. As we learned in Thessalonians, I think it's first Thessalonians five, eight, somebody can look that up, but that we're not onto that wrath. This judgment is for these guys who it says in revelation nine, I think it's verse 21 where they, they just refuse to repent. Even after they wanted to die and call the mountains to fall on them, they refuse to repent. And this is that judgment. And if anybody, anybody who's afraid, like when you're reading this revelation, please do not be afraid. Just devote your life to Jesus Christ. Study the word. Pray without ceasing. That means just make God part of your every day, every moment. Make sure you know him. Confess your sins and accept his salvation through, you know, knowing that he died for you. And you're good. You're good. <laughs> so, so Jody, actually, okay. since you're there and right here, right now, I feel it in my spirit and, uh, and, you know, listen, I, I look at things logically. 
uh, mm -hmm. is talking about rewards. If we can get three people saved from this broadcast, there's some more rewards for us, right? Mm -hmm. And by the way, you don't burn in hell. So if you don't know Lord Jesus, Jody, would you lead someone in a salvation prayer, please? Yes. If you would love to know Jesus as your Lord and Savior and God, he's amazing. Say this prayer with and me. And give Jeff, Jesse, and Jody a reward. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not in it for I'm the not, reward. Yeah, no. was, yeah, I'm not I'm in it for that. Jesus gets the reward. He gets you. Uh, so let's uh, repeat the prayer after me. Father God in heaven, I come before you in Jesus' name, and I repent of my sin, all known and unknown. And I lay them at your feet and I ask for your forgiveness. I accept the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross who died for my sin. And I receive him now as Lord of my life. Jesus, I make you king in my life. I thank you for this. Help me to grow in your way. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. And Elizabeth, if that's you, write write the word saved in the comment box uh not in the chat because the comments are a little bit easier to go after go, go back and look at afterwards mm -hmm. write the word saved in the comment box make that declaration today if that yeah. was you and i know there was someone out there yeah, so Jesus. hallelujah and by the way when we when we do get our rewards we actually hand them back and put them on the altar so yeah. i just yeah. want to clarify that yeah <laughs> Um, have my crown and everything. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So, uh, so he's rewarded his bond servants, the small and the great, to destroy all those who come. And then here comes the third woe. Now, the other two woes were really, really big, and this one it doesn't seem to have the bite. Just by this, but when we get to Revelation 16, you're going to see a lot more because the seventh vial is it's the same judgment and. And you're going to hear about it. But essentially, uh, let me just read the uh, the last verse here. Uh, and the temple of God, which is in heaven, was opened. And the ark of his covenant appeared in his temple. And there were flashes of lightning and sounds and peals of thunder and an earthquake and a great hailstorm. Doesn't sound quite <laughs> as bad as the other ones, right? Mm -hmm. But... When you get into Revelation 16, it goes into quite a bit of detail here. And I'll, I'll save it for Revelation 16. But let's just say this. Okay, so there's a great earthquake. Okay? Right. This isn't just any earthquake. Every building in the world is going to collapse. Mm -hmm. Every city. Every house. Literally, it's like God taking the earth and going like that. Yeah. You know, he's shaking the earth. <laughs> and a great hailstorm. So when you get into uh Revelation 16, it says how big the hailstones were. Mm -hmm. And essentially these hailstones are 50 to 60 pounds. Can you imagine? You can't avoid it. By the way, you don't have a roof anymore. Remember your house, all the buildings just collapsed. Your car is not going to protect you. The, you know, something falling from heaven, 50, 60 pounds. This is the end of, this is the end of the world. This is it. Yeah, this is it. 
Yeah, it's am it's amazing to think about that. I, I you made me laugh because I see everything in picture. That's just the way my brain works. And I, as a Marine and an Italian woman, there's times, and I'm very easygoing. I wake up and go to sleep in the same mood. I'm always jovial. It's like just my nature. But when I get mad, that's how I see things. I want to just choke. <laughs> Whatever's bothering me. And you could just see God doing this to the earth, you know, like I've had enough of you, you know, that kind of thing. And yet at the same time, we have to remember we're in this glorious place. And it's and I I just pray that not one soul, you know, there's going to be souls that are going to be lost here, but not one soul is lost. And somehow there's just one more little blast of mercy here because. I don't want to see anybody go to, can you imagine just looking up and having a 60 pound stone land on you? I mean, where are you going to go? Where are you going to go if you don't choose Jesus? You know, there is nowhere to go. I think that's uh, the point. Yeah. This is the final one. You can't go underground. You can't go on the mountains. There's yeah. nowhere to go. Nowhere to go. Well, and, and, and again, looking at this logically, because, you know, Jesus is, Jesus isn't walking into it. To Jerusalem the way it sits, okay? This is a remodeling project. So yeah. he's ripping down everything in the world, everything that's like, he's basically saying, what man has made is nothing mm -hmm. to me. He's demolishing everything all at once. He's yeah. bringing, he's he's not starting new out of, you know, pouring cementering. He's bringing his kingdom to earth for yeah. a thousand years. Yeah. Hallelujah. That's exciting. I'm, I can't wait. I'm going to be skipping down the roads. I'm telling you, you guys just come with me. <laughs> I'm going to be like, like the angels, you know, I had an angel show up and he's been hanging with me, a pretty big guy the last few days. And, and I'm like, I, I'm like, come on guys, let's worship the Lord together. Like <laughs> talking to my angels, and, you know, and this is how, you know, you just in this moment, you know, when the Lord, you know, we're going to be reigning with him. It's just like, oh, let's just do this. Let's worship God and just uh, this weight off the chest, you know, and um, it's not going to be pretty for those who don't know him. But for those of us who, who do, you know, it's going to be amazing. And Jody, at that time, I want to be skipping down the road with you Ooh. saying hallelujah, hallelujah. But you'll have to come out of your gated community and come down to the ghetto. <laughs> You know, it, listen, if I could get into your neighborhood, Jody, I will be forever thankful to the Lord. I'll, I'll invite you, Jeb. <laughs> oh, I just love, I love that. It's funny. Yeah, we're going to have, we're going to have a blast. And we're all going to know each other. We're all, all of us who know each other are going to know each other there. You know, I like to tease people about that. You know, we, we have Billy Falcon and some others and we were all talking and, and it's like, hey, we got to get used to each other. We're going to live in eternity forever, you know, and we're going to be neighbors. We're going to know each other. So, you know, we won't have our annoying habits that come from the, the flesh, you know, but we will be glorified and it's going to be just an amazing love. Like I, I love very quickly people of God so quickly, you know, I hate sin and I, I don't hate sinners, but I hate the sin, but um, anything that bothers my father bothers me, including things that I do, you know, but at, at in heaven, this is going to be fun. I mean, I can't wait. And I can't wait to hug my cat and my dogs and everybody else that are up there waiting. <laughs> right. We're going to have our animals. We're going to have our families. We're going to be together. What an honor to be with you guys forever. You know, it's just, uh, I love that.
it's a reality. <laughs> it's not. A yeah, and I can't wait till you notice. You'll say, Jeff, did you lose weight? And I said, Yes. <laughs> <laughs> My Jeff looks thirty years old again, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, you know what again it's it's fun to have the holy spirit it's fun yeah. to love god it, it is. is look i'm still a sinner folks yeah. um you know i i pray i sin less every day god loves me no matter what and yeah. i'm confident in that yeah. and uh you know i ask for forgiveness every day and i thank god for the privilege of knowing him every day. And I, and I say, God, how can he use me today? Right. And you know, this is, this is just walking with God. And when you have those decisions in your life, you know, God wants to be involved in the, in the small things in your life, you know, like, you know, just to, how to respond to an email sometimes, you know, you might, well, God, what do I say here? You know, what are the right words? Um, what to put on a resume, for yeah. instance, for a particular company, um, what investments to make, you know, ask God for these things. He wants to pour into your life. He wants nothing but good for you. Amen. Amen. Hey, can I brag on what's happening next Wednesday or Wednesday coming? Absolutely. Okay. Jeff is going to come on my uh, uh, show and I'm excited about it. And we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the good things that God wants for us. And he's going to give us some good insights. So. And the YouTube channel is Jody L seven nine two. Is that correct? That is correct. That's the YouTube, and then the website is WarriorsRise.net. Mm -hmm. So, and uh, it'll be posted on both. So, I've been trying to just in case YouTube goes down, I want to keep it on my channel as well. That's so. right. So, if you're listening, I am available for guest appearances all of a sudden, and you'll be <laughs> surprised how affordable my appearance fee is. <laughs> I'm so excited about this, Jeff. I've been trying to get you to go on other shows. <laughs> Listen, I, I haven't been comfortable with it. Um, but at the same time, if I'm going to do this full time, I've got to get out there and I want to, I want to promote the show. I think we have something special here, uh, yeah. Jesse and Jody. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we got to let people know. And also, Amen. you know, we bring, we bring a really important message from this show that, that other shows just aren't covering. Like there's the hopium shows, you know, that, uh, you know, they, Oh, this month it's, you know, Trump's going to be back. You know, there's all those shows and there's, there's some misinformation shows. There's shows that just report crap that, you know, is certainly not real. You know, how can these people be reporting, you know, these things that are so science fiction, yeah, I know, you know, and with, with any credibility, you know, um, look, it's nice to say, look, people are talking about this. I don't know, but people are saying it on some shows like they know. Um, and it, that's just wrong in my opinion. So we got to get the word out. We got to step people into reality and there's nothing more important in your reality than getting, to know Jesus Christ. Hey, live right in the real world. That's the tagline for the show. Yeah. Uh, we'll expose the real world to you. The real world is both spiritual and physical. Amen. It is both good and evil. And then you can decide how to live right in it because you are a free will agent. Amen. That's right. Hey, yeah. Jeff, can I also plug one more thing? Jesse and Cheryl Beck did an interview with me yesterday. And okay. I was in tears at certain points. We came at it for high level 
you know, someone being raised in high level Satanism for a position and an expendable someone who they didn't care if they lived or died and how Christ see for me, everything's about Christ and how Christ met them. And I want to encourage everyone. I have it with the guy who does my website. He's putting our, you know, tag beginning on it. And, um, please join Jesse and Cheryl and me and myself there. And, um, because this, I, it was an amazing show yesterday. Hey, well, she is a great guest as well. Yeah. I've heard her on Carmen's show, and uh, what an amazing interview Carmen did. So I can't yes. wait to hear uh -huh. yours. Hey, yeah. listen, subscribe to Jody's channel, uh, Jody L. That's J O D I L seven ninety two. Put it into YouTube and uh, and get on it. And I'm going to ask Jesse to close in prayer. But just before I do, um, listen, folks, please hit the like button. Please hit the like button. We're starting to get some traction with YouTube. They're starting to recommend us, but you know, it's these things that really help when you hit that. It takes no effort. Guys, we we study hard. We we put aside our time to do this for you. Just hit the like button. It's not it's not hard, you know. So, thank you in advance and uh Jesse, would you close us in prayer? Yes. Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much that we can come into your presence. We can study your word. I thank you that we can just bring all things before you and you take the time every day to listen, Lord. The moment we speak or start talking, your ear is tuned to just us and you want to hear what we have to say and you want to be in that fellowship of conversation, Lord. I pray that as each of us go forth today, Lord, that you would um, bless those conversations, that you would draw us ever closer. I lift up each person's needs today, whether they need healing, whether they um, are having issues with finances, um, whatever the trial is that they're facing, Lord, I ask that you would meet them in that place, that you would give them a special touch of grace today that you would bring healing, that you would bring abundance, that you would bring deliverance and restoration, uh, that you would renew marriages and relationships. And Lord, we just entrust all these things to you, and we just give to you all the glory and the honor and the praise, because you are good, and we thank you for that goodness. In your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. Oh, what a sweet-sounding prayer. Thank you, Jesse. Yeah. That was really awesome. Listen, God bless everyone. And uh, we've got a big week of shows coming up. So you'll definitely want to stay tuned uh, this week. Right on, right on, right on. Right on radio. Right on radio.